Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals, the mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk but stronger than steel. Today's episode of the Blue Beetle is entitled Death Strikes from the East. In the city's Chinatown, sons of the Orient are restless, uneasy. The police department expects war between rival tongues to break out at any moment and is prepared. What is behind this uneasiness? Is it something that concerns only the Chinese? Or is there an Occidental hand at work pulling the strings like a phantom puppeteer? As our story opens, patrolman Dan Garrett, who in secret is the Blue Beetle, discusses the situation with his friend and confidant, Dr. Franz, in his little apothecary shop. You know, Doc, leaning here on this counter, it's hard to realize that you and I are only a few city blocks away from the Orient. You're referring to Chinatown? Yeah. I wish I knew what was going on down there. Do you think rival towns are about to war on each other? No, nope, I don't. Then what do you think is causing this unrest the newspapers speak of? Fear and resentment. Resentment? Of whom? Of us. You mean the police? No. The white race. But what have we done to them? We don't molest them. No, it isn't that. I think there's some sort of a racket going on down there. Are you going to do anything about it? Well, I'm going to ask the chief to assign me to a beat in Chinatown. Uh, you'd better be careful, Danny. You could disappear down there and no one would ever find you. Well, I'll be careful, all right. I've got a friend down there. A Chinese? Yeah. The restaurant keeper, Ling Wan. Cultured gentleman. I saved his life once, and he's never forgotten. I'd imagine he could be very helpful. Well, I've got to run down to headquarters now. Maybe Mannigan and I can both get assigned to that district. Well, good luck to you, Danny boy. Thanks, Doc. So long. Patrolman Dan Garrett is headed for the Orient. Johnny, it's a wonder to me there ain't more big fires down here in Chinatown. Why, Mike? Well, everything's so congested. How's the fire engine ever going to get through here? Well, I'd be willing to bet that if I should sound the siren on this car, we'd have a clear track ahead almost immediately. Yeah, them babies can certainly scatter in a hurry. <laughs> hey, what's that now? That bug smashing up that Chinese restaurant. Come on, Mannigan. That looks like Lin Wan's place. Okay. Last year. All right, all right, pipe down. Where's the guy what done this? The whirlwind has struck. Who knows whether the whirlwind go in? Hey, what kind of talk is that? Whirlwind me eye. It was a bunch of hoodlums. Rolling one. Ah, my friend, the honorable Dan Garrett. 
after the whirlwind, the face of the sun appears to spread light upon a dark and dirty scene. I'm afraid the face of the sun has appeared too late to be of any help to you, Ling Wan. That which has been is done. Yeah, but where's the law? And we want to know who done it. Uh, Ling Wan, this is my friend and brother officer, Mike Manigan. The devastation which is mine is honored by the presence of a friend of the brave and honorable Dan Garrett. Well, now, uh, we'd like to get the facts in this case. Uh, suppose you let me talk with Ling Wan Menigan, or you make a report on this. I've had a hunch something like this was happening frequently here in Chinatown. Merchant refuses to pay tribute money to the one you call the Purple Dragon and buy his merchandise to him. His shop is wrecked as yours was just now? That is true, my friend. The Purple Dragon controls the commerce of Chinatown. But what happens if the merchant still refuses to deal with the Purple Dragon after his place of business is wrecked? Some member of his family disappears. If it is an elder son... He meets the hatchet man in some dark street. If a younger son, he is found strangled. If the merchant has only daughters, one of them is kidnapped and offered as a human sacrifice to please the Tibetan earth goddess. You mean to say that they're actually sacrificed? Killed? There is a ceremonial conducted by the purple dragon which includes human sacrifice. Before the ceremony, however, the victim's hair is cut off and sent to her parents. If a sufficient amount of money is paid, the victim is released. Good Lord, Ling Wan. Why haven't the police been informed of this? One does not seek certain death needlessly. The purple dragon spies are everywhere. Well, Ling Wan, you're taking a great risk in having me in your home. But I assure you something will be done immediately to end this state of affairs. Who is this purple dragon? Have you any idea? He must be a powerful oriental. There is a growing suspicion that the purple dragon is not of our race, but of yours. What? A white man? I am sorry to say it, my friend, but it is so. Well, Dan Garrett is going to do something about that, and he's starting right now. I've sworn to uphold the law, to serve justice, drive every crooked racketeer from this city. This extortion racket must be smashed. Doc, I've never heard of such a fiendish method of extracting money from honest businessmen. And you say Ling Wan believes the purple dragon to be a white man? That's right. He must be a very rich man. Yes, I imagine there are very few who refuse to pay tribute or to purchase their supplies through that crook. Well, so far as you know, the purple dragon has confined his extortion activities to Chinese merchants. Yes. I feel certain that if his operations extended beyond the confines of Chinatown, the police would have heard of it. I wonder what the extra's about. Well, just a minute, Doc. I'll buy a paper. Yes, we read all about it. Commissioner Warren's daughter kidnapped. Here you are, boy. Yes, sir. Thank you. 
You stand over there. Now be careful, Garrett. Boss can't afford to lose men like you, you know. Thanks, Commissioner. Well, here goes. Hmm. What is it? A box full of golden hair. My daughter. Her hair is that color. You don't think so? Oh, no, she's not dead yet, but something will have to be done quickly, and I'm going to do it. What are you going to do, Dan? I've got a hunch, and I'm going to play it. What can I do to help? Call up the Income Tax Bureau and find out if you can which two or three persons in the city showed the greatest increase of income last year. Also, find out anything else you can about them. When you get the information, phone it to Dr. Fran or to me at his shop. I'm certain that none of these persons will prove to be the Purple Dragon. activities draw down upon his good friend Dr. Franz, the wrath of the purple dragon? What will happen when the blue beetle faces the purple dragon? Meanwhile, in a room adjoining the auditorium of a little Chinese theater, deep within the confines of Chinatown, a group of hard-faced men are receiving instructions from their chief. I want you men to get this straight. There must be no slip-up. At 11.30 tonight, you have Commissioner Warren in this theater, or else. I don't care how you get him here, but get him. Sure, boys, we'll get him. Bring him in the back way. Put him in one of the boxes to the left of the stage. Is that clear? Yeah. You two men stay with him. Tell him if he makes a move to escape, he'll never see his daughter alive again. You got that straight? Yeah, we got that straight. Well, and you leave the rest of a purple dragon. Dr. Fern's laboratory, Dan Garrett is donning the mask and blue chain armor of the Blue Beetle. Oh, uh, Danny, Commissioner Warren called just before you arrived. Oh, what did the commissioner have to say? Uh, he said the two most financially successful men last year were Roger Gillespie, the contractor, and a fellow by the name of Anthony Rondos. Gillespie seems to have made a fortune during the building boom last year, and Rondos apparently made a great success of the importing business. Mm. Rondos is our man. I'm sure of it. Where's he live? Did Warren say? Yes. He recently bought Sidley home. Mm. I know that place. Yes, Danny, I know. I remember you visited the house secretly one night while you were making an investigation of Banker Ridley's strange death on the operating table. That's the place. Well, that'll be the Beat Blue Beetle's first call tonight. So long, Doc. <laughs> Yes, Mr. Purple Dragon, alias Tony Rondus, 
extortionist and blackmailer, the blue beetle. Oh, you're wise to my racket, eh? And I'm going to end your racket tonight. That's what you think. But no one is going to end my racket tonight or any other night. I'll not bother to shoot. Your bullets can't pierce this chain armor I'm wearing. The blue beetle is... Oh, my throat. Good work, Wang Tao. Hold the silken cord tighter around the blue beetle's neck. And that's enough. He's gone under. Let him drop. Is the blue beetle dead? I don't know, but tie him up and throw him in the vault downstairs. Oh, here. Here's a hundred bucks. Buy yourself a new opium pipe. I'm going down to Chinatown. I'll deal with the blue beetle later. I demand to know where you're taking me. To see your daughter, Commissioner Warren. Where is she? Where have you hidden her? If you've harmed the head of her head, I'll see Don't the... worry, Commissioner. She ain't dead yet. Her hair's a little short since the purple dragon cut it off. But that was necessary for the part she's playing tonight. Part? What part? She's playing a part in a Chinese play. What sort of a game is this? My daughter's not an actress. Let me out of here. Quiet, quiet, Commissioner. If you want to see your daughter again... Alive. All right. What is it you want? A purple dragon wants you to resign as commissioner of market. What? Never. I've sworn to protect the merchants of this city against extortion rackets, and I intend to do it. Better think it over, commissioner. This part your daughter's playing is awful dangerous. Come on, commissioner. This is the place. In you go. Maybe you'll change your mind. When you see the play. Meanwhile, in his laboratory, Dr. Franz is working on some of his interesting experiments. Hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Now, let's see. Four cc's of number 17. At... Uh, someone out front of the store. Uh, uh, coming. You always same Dr. Flan? Yes, yes, I am Dr. Flan. Uh, what can I do for you? <laughs> Only, how do I look in this Chinese costume? <laughs> <laughs> Bless my soul. <laughs> you know, you know, for a minute, I, I thought Confucius himself had entered my shop. <laughs> and my disguise was good. Oh, it's excellent, Danny, excellent. Uh, but why is the Blue Beetle dressed as a Chinese coolie? Well, the Blue Beetle is attending a theater party in the old Chinese theater tonight as an uninvited guest. And I think that when the party is over, the Purple Dragon and his extortion racket will be a thing of the past. Anything I can do to help? Yes. I uh, saw among your collection of curios an ugly Chinese warrior's mask. I'd like to borrow it for tonight. Well, certainly, Danny, certainly. I, I'll get it for you. It's in this chest right over here. I'm going to throw a scare into some real as well as fake Chinese tonight. Here it is. Hey, what an ugly mask. Here, let me put it on. There we are. How do I look? Oh, terrifying. That's good. Well, the stage is set and the audience is waiting. Good night, Doc. The Blue Beetle is playing a new role tonight.
Chinese merchants await the performance they have been ordered to attend. In a box at the left of the stage sits a man, apparently the only Occidental present. Beside him sit two grim-looking individuals in Chinese costumes. A strange power seems to hold the audience hypnotized as the curtain begins to ascend and reveals a large altar in the center of the stage, surrounded by lighted candles. Upon the altar is stretched the bound figure of a white girl, shorn of her hair and clad in a white silk kimono, embroidered with a large purple dragon. Before the altar stands a gigantic Chinese, his head covered with a golden helmet and his face hidden behind a cruel, hideous mask. His upraised hands clutch a two-edged sword. Back of him are grouped a dozen tense, muffled Chinese, likewise masked. Suddenly... My to the Tengadas angry. The white infidel has defied her will. So Tibetan goddess must be appeased. Human sacrifice must be made upon the altar. No, no, that's my daughter. I am the Tibetan goddess speak again. A white say death to white maiden. No, no, I don't do anything. What is it to demand? White infidel interfere with priests of Tibetan of goddess. He encouraged Chinese merchants to withhold tribute. I, priest of a dragon, demand you resign from high office. No, I won't resign. This is a racket. You and your kind of cup out of fingers. Three times of goddess has spoken. Our verdict is death for white maidens. Only her blood upon this altar will appease of goddess. The blue beetle. Yes, the blue beetle. Reincarnation of the oriental god, the final judgment. Is the blue beetle that crazy Chinese mask appearance? No, 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 he's a fake. The real blue beetle is in the form of my home. When Chow put him there. Oh, goddess in person. He calls for sacrifice. Oh, of goddess. I give you your... Cut that quarter out west, you with my magic ray. The word of goddess is in ruling. He cannot be touched. Ruling gives us goddess of sacrifice. Get the movie, you. You rule now like it. Come. Bunty. Think this. One bad on all of you. Real Chinese. Big Chinese. I can handle you all. Oh, my God. 
so the Blue Beetle smashed another racket and regained for his fellow citizens the admiration and respect of a grateful people. Later that night, the Coleman Dan Garrett, no longer in the costume of the Blue Beetle, sits in Dr. Franz's laboratory discussing the case with Dr. Franz. Well, Danny, uh, what gave you your first clue? The package of hair the commissioner received. Mm -hmm. And to think that such things can be. Why didn't some of those Chinese merchants report this racket to the police? Fear of vengeance. You know, Doc, fear is the greatest enemy of mankind. Back of every hatred, every failure, every broken human relationship. Ah, that's very true, Danny. Well, Doc, run along now. Got to get some sleep sometime. Ah, that's true. Patrolman Dan Garrett has to rest if the Blue Beetle wants to fly. <laughs> Good night, Doc. I'll drop in tomorrow and see how you're coming along with that new portable television set you're building. So Dr. Franz is working on a portable television set. Will it be successful? How can the Blue Beetle use it to run down criminals? What will be the Blue Beetle's next case? These questions will be answered in the next episode of The Blue Beetle. Fox feature appearing in Mystery Men Comics Magazine on sale at your newsstand. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers. And don't forget to listen in.